0: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to expand your time horizon. Anytime you are feeling crunched for time or like you are neglecting one area of your life, you might try looking at time a little more broadly. It is quite possible that you will feel like time is more abundant. So whenever someone wants to talk about how pressed for time they are, they tend to recount a crowded weekday as evidence for this narrative. They're up early to get ready for work. This is then followed by a commute to a long day, making dinner, maybe getting kids to bed then if the person's going to do anything else, like exercise or write a novel or learn French or talk with a partner, it's going to need to happen alongside the tidying up in that 45 minutes before lights out. No wonder people feel starved for time. And trust me, I get it. My life looks like that plenty of days too. Yet I know that that is only one way we can look at time. I remember when I first figured out that a week has 168 hours. That is 24 times 7, something people say all the time, 24-7, and yet don't multiply it through. 24 times 7 is 168 hours. Looking at time in terms of 168 hours rather than 24 suggests a slightly different arithmetic. We are not looking at slivers of 45 minutes. Instead, we might note that if you work 40 hours and commute even an hour each way, that comes out to 50 hours. If you sleep eight hours per night, that is 56 hours per week. Subtract 50 and 56 from 168, and we get 62 hours for other things. that sounds like quite a bit of time. It suggests that at least it might be possible to exercise for three hours and maybe devote two hours to a hobby alongside one's other responsibilities. Broadening the time horizon helps us see possibilities. Here's another number to remember, 8,760. That is the number of hours in a normal year. There are 8,784 hours in a leap year. So in a regular year, if you work 2,000 hours and sleep 2,920 hours, that leaves 3,840 hours for other things. Even if you subtract a commute and showering and whatever else, it starts to seem like a fair chunk of time. But it's not just about the math. It's about recognizing that life isn't just lived in the crunched moments. Parts of life are more expansive, too. What seems typical is often more of a story than anything else in the context of life. I see this all the time in the laments people share about their busyness. Consider someone who needed to travel for work Monday to Thursday, two weeks a month. Now that might feel like a fairly heavy travel schedule. At first glance, it looks like 50% of your work time. And so the story can become that I am never home. And I agree, it is a pretty heavy travel schedule. But on the other hand, three nights per week, twice a month, is about six nights per month, or 72 per year. Maybe a bit less if you exempt holiday and vacation weeks. Out of 365 nights, you are actually home or with your family pretty close to 300 of them. That is the vast majority. Everything feels different when you zoom out. Or consider people who have very busy phases of the year. Someone who teaches might find the month of September to be frenzied. But perhaps July is less so. An accountant might find February and March to feel like a marathon run at a sprinting pace. But November feels more open. A year contains all these multitudes. Even very intense and big projects feel smaller in the context of big chunks of time. Lots of folks will participate in National Novel Writing Month in November, when people attempt to write a 50,000 word novel in 30 days. Generally, people spend about two hours each day on this undertaking, so 60 hours. But in the context of 3,840 non-working waking hours in a year, 60 hours doesn't really sound like that much. (laughs) Maybe you can even write more than one novel. Who knows? When it comes to time, on the one hand, it makes sense that everything is a trade-off. Time is absolutely limited. We have 8,760 hours in a year. Time spent on one thing is often time not spent on something else. But when we view time from a limited perspective, like only looking at 24 hours, we often pit things against each other as trade-offs that in the grand scheme of things really aren't. You know how this goes. If I go out to drinks with my team, then I am not putting my kid to bed and I'm a terrible parent. But if I don't go out, I'm a terrible team member. No one can have it all. But if we look at a week and you're going out one night and home six nights, this seems a little less harsh. You can be a social team member and be the kind of parent who is home almost every night. And if we're talking going out with the team 20 times a year or so, well, we get to truly build relationships with our colleagues. But out of 365 days, the vast majority are spent doing the bedtime routine. Broaden the horizon and trade-offs don't look the same at all. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Thanks for listening to Before Breakfast. If you've got questions, ideas, or feedback, you can reach me at Laura at Lauravandercam.com. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartMedia. For more podcasts from iHeartMedia, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A rested child is a happy child.